the Voice of St. Louis original podcast. The St. Louis All Local is a production of the KMOX Newsroom. We've been covering everything that's been happening across the region today. United Auto Workers and General Motors have reached a deal, and what's the reaction amongst striking workers in Wentzville? United Auto Workers in Wentzville are getting news that a tentative deal has been agreed to. Stephen Celeste, a strike captain I spoke to here in Wentzville, says they got word from one of their workers' cousins in Indiana who heard first before the press did about a potential tentative deal with General Motors. I asked them the reaction they had when they got the news. Excitement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we're all ready to go back. Cheering or anything like that? Oh, uh, we, we, we do a lot of cheering on, on Gate 5, right? <laughs> right? Here we go. That's what we're talking about. They picked the strongest to walk the longest, baby. With General Motors' strike lasting the longest and Wentzville being the first of three plants to go on strike, this is the longest striking plant in the current United Auto Workers strike. In Wentzville, Sean Malone, KMOX News. This just in. Two more Missouri men have been arrested on felony and misdemeanor charges connected with the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. Live to the newsroom in KMOX's Maria Kina. Michael, 41-year-old Jared Luther Owens of Farmington and 49-year-old Jason William Wallace of St. Clair, Missouri, are charged with obstruction of law enforcement and assault on law enforcement with a deadly or dangerous weapon. Owens and Wallace were arrested Friday and Saturday. Both men are also charged with entering or remaining in any restricted building or grounds without authority. In the 33 months since January 6th, 1,100 people have been charged in nearly all 50 states for crimes related to the breach on the U.S. Capitol. Michael? Wesley Bell with a major announcement this morning. I'm formally withdrawing as a candidate for the U.S. Senate and announcing my candidacy for the Democratic nomination to the U.S. House of Representatives for Missouri's 1st Congressional District. That means the St. Louis County Prosecutor will challenge Cori Bush in the primary for a seat that hasn't been held by a Republican in half a century. Bell says while campaigning for U.S. Senate, he heard over and over from Democrats that the 1st District needs leadership. As far as challenging Josh Hawley, he says there are viable candidates who can do that. Cori Bush is currently serving her second term in Congress. Debbie Monterey, KMOX News. Congresswoman Bush has released a statement regarding Bell throwing his hat into the race. She says, quote, everyone has a right to run for whichever office they see fit, be it a seat for the United States Senate or the United States House. It is disheartening that prosecuting attorney Bell has decided to abandon his U.S. Senate campaign to become Missouri's first black senator after less than five months and has instead decided to target Missouri's first black congresswoman. Sports wagering legislation in Jefferson City does not look promising now as two key mid-Missouri GOP state senators are ripping each other over the bill's failure in May. Senate President Pro Tem Caleb Rowden of Columbia and Senate Economic Development Committee Chair Denny Hoskins of Warrensburg are two of the most powerful lawmakers in Jefferson City. They're both Republicans, they both represent neighboring districts in mid-Missouri, and they're both seeking the GOP nomination for Secretary of State. Pro Tem Rowden says Senator Hoskins killed sports betting in May because he wanted slot machines in gas stations, but Senator Hoskins fires back, telling me that Senator Rowden's loyalties lie with, quote, getting the best deal for casinos, end of quote. Hoskins says Missouri's veterans' homes and cemeteries need a dedicated funding source. Brian Houseworth, KMOX News. Missouri now has a female majority on the state's Supreme Court. Governor Mike Parson says he's pleased to be able to make another appointment. Typically, I accept that any candidate for the Supreme Court that reaches my desk is qualified. So I have to look at who they are as a person and their commitment to their family, faith, and public service. What's their worth ethic like? 
Are you going to work as hard as the people of Missouri demand and deserve? Two local Catholic parishes targeted for closure due to the recent parish realignments in the St. Louis Archdiocese have successfully convinced the Vatican to hear their appeal. The Vatican's dicastery for the clergy accepted the review appeals from St. Elizabeth, Mother of John the Baptist Parish in North City, and Saints Philip and James Parish in River of Oss in St. Genevieve. In accepting a petition, the Vatican is not reversing Archbishop Rosansky's decision, but has agreed to review it. The dicastery earlier rejected two similar requests for review from Blessed Teresa of Calcutta in Ferguson and St. Matthew the Apostle in St. Louis. Fred Bottomer, KMOX News. A suspect is named after an elderly woman and a baby were assaulted. This is Sir McMillan in the Central West End, the site of that attack at the intersection of Euclid and West Pine that happened Sunday morning at around 8.30. Police are now saying there are five victims ages ranging from 82 to one years old the report now says that that one-year-old the baby was hit in the head with a glass bottle from the suspect who they are naming 19 year old anthony mcgee circuit attorney's office has not released any bond information just saying that he remains in custody for now also the 82 year old woman she suffered two broken arms. The KMOX business desk, state representatives in St. Louis for a committee hearing about the city's earnings tax. Vice Chair Representative Ben Baker said he was concerned about a lack of planning in the city's budget and also surrounding remote workers' lawsuit regarding the tax. To me, that seems a little bit concerning, especially if, um, you know, moving forward, if the voters were to decide that that goes away or if uh, in some of the lawsuits that have been filed, they were to lose, they seem to have no plan. The city has estimated they could lose 25 to $50 million due to a lawsuit won by remote workers. An appeal hearing is scheduled for December 5th. As we continue on KMOX, Wesley Bell's campaign is switching gears. The St. Louis County Prosecutor joins us to explain why he's jumping to a different race, running now against Cory Bush for Congress instead of against Josh Hawley for Senate. Yeah, um, um, I, uh, I announced today that I was running for uh, the U.S. House of Representatives in District 1. Um, and, it, you know, it was a culmination of events uh, that, that got me to this place. Um, at, as many know, uh, polls came out recently in the, in the Senate race that show we were uh, very much uh, a, a viable candidate and, and maybe even polling the best of the other candidates. Uh, but at the same time, uh, um, recognizing that, you know, we need to beat Josh Hawley. We had other viable candidates. But as I got around the state um, and talked to folks in not only Kansas City, but even in D.C., um, the, the, the consistent theme was um, we need more representation. We need better representation in, in this district. And, and I'll say this, these calls were coming before I decided to uh, initially step into the race for Senate and, and throughout. And obviously with recent events, they increased even more. Now, what are the recent events that you refer to? And uh, it's a little different to be urged to run against a Republican like Josh Hawley than to be urged by Democrats to run against an incumbent Democrat like Cory Bush. That's true. That's true. And um, at the end of the day, I think we have to decide what is the best, what's in the best of the interests of our district. And, and, and as you know, I'm from this district. I was raised and educated. I work in this district. Um, um, and so I care about what goes on here. And, um, and I think that in, in a world that has become an increasingly dangerous place, we need steady and effective leadership in Washington, D.C. 
and we, yes, we want to bring home the, the the resources to this region, to to the to these to, to our district that needs it. But also, uh, we have to make certain that on the world stage that we are um, uh, that we are doing everything that we can to not only stand by our allies, but um, but bring peace and manage what is becoming chaos on the world stage in Ukraine and and the the terrorist attacks in Israel. Um, And and I think we need that steady and effective leadership, and that's exactly what I intend to bring. On the two points that you mentioned there, first of all, when it comes to uh, votes and funding and uh, I think infrastructure, uh, is is that, uh, you know, what what has uh, Representative Bush uh, not done or not voted for or not supported um, that would have been beneficial for the St. Louis area that uh, that you would do if you were in that position? Well, obviously, uh, the bipartisan infrastructure bill, which did pass, although um, our, our congressperson voted against it, and that impacted people right here on the ground that needed it. Um, even more recently, uh, voting against raising the debt limit. Those are, those are jobs. That, that's Medicaid. Um, um, and, 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 and I think that also being a leader on the ground um, um, to the to your constituents in your district, I, I think I think we deserve better, and and that's what I intend to do. And then when it comes to current events, what's happening around the world, there's been uh, some criticism, including from within the Democratic Party, um, of Representative Bush's uh, remarks about the Israel Hamas conflict. Did that play into this as well? And and how would you approach that differently? And obviously, that's something that. Uh, contributed uh, to 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 my decision. Um, um, you know, I had an opportunity to visit Israel in 2017. I was there when the then president announced that uh, he was moving to embassies, and and that caused uh, protests and things of that nature. I was in a kibbutz uh, where we saw the bomb shelters, and we were told that you have 10 seconds to get in the bomb shelter when the sirens go off. Now we were assured that it hadn't happened in years, so there was nothing to worry about. Uh, but shortly after we left, uh, those bomb sirens did go out. We got those notifications. And had we still been there, we would have been scrambling to uh, those bomb shelters. Now, fortunately, the Iron Dome deflected them and no one was hurt. Uh, but to live under the constant fear that at any moment a terrorist organization will fire a rocket anywhere um, is is something that we should not tolerate, that no one should tolerate. And so we have to stand by our our allies um, um, and, and, but we also want to, and, and I think anyone disagrees, we want peace in the region, uh, but we have to stand by our allies. In terms of the campaign itself, in terms of getting elected, uh, we saw Representative Bush beat uh, well-known Representative Stephen Roberts with about 70% of the vote last time, and she beat the longtime well-known incumbent, uh, Lacey Clay, in the office uh, two years before that. What's going to be different about your campaign, uh, and and why will the the outcome be different? Well, you know, put this in perspective. I've I've had a few elections, and and the folks who've run against me have suffered from the same uh, from the same uh, uh, you know the same have suffered the same losses, and so um, we're not going to worry about um, uh, you know we're not we're not going to get ahead of ourselves. Last thing is STL Twitter. Some folks on there have been critical of you today. How do you prevent this from becoming, you know, primaries, uh, especially between two high-profile candidates, can become divisive for a party? How do you prevent this uh, this primary from getting 
nasty and tearing the party apart. Uh, well, they, you know, they say it takes two to tango, and I, I don't intend to get nasty. I, I intend to run on my record, and I think that's what voters want. I think that's what our uh, constituents in District 1 want. And so uh, I am, I am uh, laser-focused on getting our message out around this county and continuing the work that we've done. Folks know me. They know where I stand um, on issues. They know where they know that I'm going to be fair. They know that I'm going to be transparent um, and I don't do anything I can't defend or explain. Um, and so I'm going to continue to do that. And I'm going to continue to tr- um, 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 do a good job uh, for my for my uh, for, for the folks in District one. And, and 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 I hope that's enough. Thank you very much for your time. Thanks for having me, Mike. Thank you for joining us. I'm Michael Calhoun. Subscribe, stay up to date, search for St. Louis All Local on your podcast app.